you know, I, I think the other thing I was, I've been surprised at the amount of insulin reduction that I've seen because of being more steady and, and hmm. prepared for meals. I, I think I was trying to go back before this call and look, and I think I was using 70 units or more a day um, previously. And now uh, it seems to be averaging 50 to 60. So just that, yeah. I'm not filling my pump as full anymore. So is it 50% time in range, 8.0 A1C in the last two weeks, I I've averaged between 80 and 90% time in range. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type one diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Well, Chris, I am pumped to have you here today, and uh, especially with the insane start <laughs> that you had on the program. Uh, it's not every day that I get to hear about that happening in the first couple of weeks. So uh, I'm stoked to share your story. I know people are curious, but before we jump into it, I wanted to give everybody kind of a, an introduction to you. Could you give like a quick summary of maybe how long ago you were diagnosed? Or are you on a pump or shots and, and kind of that sort of stuff? Sure. I was diagnosed a little over 15 years ago. It was my first year out of college. So it was kind of the transition into my full-time employment uh, and trying to manage my first job with being type one um, and and all of that stuff. Uh, my mom, ironically, had been diagnosed just two years prior to that. Um, and so uh, we were both kind of going through it together, although I was not living at home at that point. Um, and so it was kind of a quite the journey for both of us trying to, to get used to that. So I started on insulin shots. Actually, they tried to diagnose me with see if uh, medication would work first um, oh. because I was so late. Um, and then quickly, I, a month later, I, I got my first full-time job and moved out, uh, moved away from home. Um, and so I started to see an endo right away um, and they put me on insulin. We um, took shots for a short time and then went to the Medtronic pump and now am on the T-Slim uh, with Dexcom. And so I was really excited to do T-Slim and Dexcom together um, with the, the control IQ feature, thinking it was going to really solve all my problems. And it's it's been a challenge. I think one, um, just you know, even having it for 15 years, knowing that I need to take insulin with my meals, you still get in the busy day-to-day -day happenings and are busy at work or busy, you know, at the gym kind of thing and forget that, uh, oh, I, I need to pay attention to this and dose ahead of my meal or start eating at the restaurant and through the meal, your, your, uh, your pump's going off because you're got to dose. And so you start to ride that roller coaster with your blood sugars because you're not dosing soon enough or you just forget uh, and uh, trying to go back and it, it takes hours, it seems like, to catch up. And so I was really excited uh, for this program, not only to learn strategies, but really, I think I'm at a point in my life and in my career where I can really focus on how to make myself better 
and really um, understand, you know, the impact of different pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people are uh, maybe in the same boat as you were when you got on Control IQ or really any algorithm, right? A lot of them right. market it as the solution. So if we start on it, we're like, this is going to fix everything. This is awesome. Uh, and it sounds like you also had an experience where maybe there were some improvements, but it didn't quite fix everything. Is that fair to say? Yeah, for sure. I, I think I, you know, I, I started to, especially overnight. Um, I mean, that's what I think control IQ is really built for and not, you know, it doesn't have, it can react in, in small ways to, to make some outcomes better but it's not going to dose for your meal for you. And so those were the parts that I continue to struggle with. And even I think, you know, the first week in this program, uh, jumping ahead, really just figuring out, oh my gosh, if I dose 20 minutes, set a timer and then eat my dinner, even if it's cold at that point, because I didn't plan my my night accordingly, um, I it's going to do wonders for keeping that my blood sugar consistent. Definitely. Well, and I mean, I'm excited to get into that part of it too, like what worked and all that kind of stuff. But I'm curious, what was the initial frustration? Like, why did you join a program to work on blood sugars? What was the problem going on? So I I felt like there was just so much out of my control that I, I wasn't able to really focus in on. Um, and then I think too, I had never really sought the type one community, sought out help from the community. You know, I've followed some Facebook groups and tried to understand from that perspective. My mom and I obviously shared stories. I have other family members that are type one as well. Um, and so, you know, holidays, like we would get around and share war stories, but that was really the, the end result of, of those conversations. Like they're, wasn't doing anything to help me not, you know, learning from other people. It was just kind of more share, sharing those weird stories that, you know, we'd ha- experienced the past six months or, or whatnot. Right. And so really trying to find a community that I could um, lean on and understand that, hey, they're having, they've had the same issue that I've had. And just hearing and listening to those conversations have done wonders, even even just the two or three that I've experienced so far. Oh, wow. So the coaching calls you're talking about. Correct. Yep. Oh, gotcha. Very cool. Yeah, certainly a lot of interesting questions that come up. No two are the same. I can tell you that from the last five, six, seven years of doing it. They're always different. And it's exciting for me, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, you join Facebook groups and, you know, here see people ask questions. And a lot of it's just like, obviously, you're new to diabetes, it's not necessarily an opportunity to learn or ask questions. You know, people are busy going back and forth to help them with our specific issue. And it's not something that necessarily very rarely applies to what you're going through. Um, It's just they're trying to seek a result. And so I think this community is different. And that um, we're, we're trying to all understand the same strategies that you're sharing with us. And then we're all seeing different perspectives from how that works. And I, I've really enjoyed that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, a similar outcome. So the questions are all more nuanced, right? And more specific to what you're going through. So that, that does make a lot of sense. Well, and on that topic, actually, you hadn't experienced those coaching calls before joining. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. what made you pick us? Like what stood out to you as far as like knowing this was the solution you had to join? 
So I, a couple things. Um, one is I've been working, you know, going to the gym for a couple of years now, really trying to work on my health and fitness. Um, and so the, the idea that you had that background as well, but then you're, you're personally experiencing type one, um, and have seen those issues that I've dealt with at the gym. You know, I was going to the gym every day after work. And a lot of times I was experiencing a high because of lunch and I would dose, um, and try to get it back down. And by the time it started coming back down, I was headed to the gym, Mm -hmm. which then led me to, to tank while I was in the middle of my workout, stopping my workout, you know, doing all of that, um, trying to cope. And it's just like, if I would have planned or had a strategy for how to deal throughout the day, that wouldn't have happened in the evening. And so I I think just those, those things uh, kind of all paired together, you know, but, but mostly just um, working with a coach that uh, is experiencing a lot of the same things I felt like I was. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been there. You're getting yeah. cut halfway through workout, you're like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> Just plummeting and I got to go home and drink juice. Yeah, yeah it's not fun. Uh, well, I want to get to the fun stuff. and I want to yeah. skip into the, what you learned. So would you say there was a specific moment where you realized, like, oh, this is working and it's working well? Yeah, so I, I, got, to, I got through my bolus testing really just, I, I didn't have many changes to make it. I found that most of it was working. I was able to condense some of my settings so that, it, you know, a, a couple fewer changes. Um, but I, it really pointed out to me the issues, not with my settings or that I'm doing something wrong uh, with my treatment. It's that I'm not doing it early enough or planning, planning my day out. Uh oh effectively. And so, um, like I mentioned the, the whole, you know, lunch and spiking at, at lunch, even if it's a small spike, mm-hmm. um, and you're, you're in a bullishing, um, or, or correcting, um, in the middle of the afternoon, it's going to have kind of a longer tail impact than if I would have planned that out ahead of lunch and bullished what I was supposed to at lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that's something I've, conversation I've shared with my mom over and over again. We knew uh, this whole time that we were supposed to bolus ahead of lunch, but uh, again, it's difficult to plan. You don't always know what you're going to eat or how much of it you're going to eat. And so you kind of underestimate and then think I'll take care of it later. Um, And that just really (laughs) makes the work go on longer and longer. Um, And so I think uh, it's helped both of us in our treatment, you know, as I've kind of learned through this and then been able to share with my parents, you know, you might want to try this, um, and been able to kind of address the problem sooner. And you've been having those conversations in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) So you're being impacted by the program, but then you're also helping others with what you learn. Yeah. My That's mom fantastic. is having some additional health issues that I'm trying to help her um, manage. And so just, you know, type one is only one piece of what she's going through. And so just being able to, my dad does not, has never been involved with her diabetes management. And so just as I've, I've talked to them, trying to, to help them, you know, share what I've learned um, and, and ultimately provide better outcomes. For That's both of amazing. Them. Has it been helping her too? It has. Yeah. Uh, 
she's she's on Dexcom. Um, she's not on the on a pump right now, so she's multiple daily injections. Um, and my dad's literally giving those to her. She's she uh, has dementia, and so um, just making sure my dad knows as he's prepping her lunch or her dinner that he needs to plan in advance and, you know, give her her shot, you know, 20, 15, 20 minutes in advance, yeah. if depending on what, what she's eating. So trying to help, you know, as much as I can from a few hours away where they yeah. live uh, over the phone, but it's, we've, we have seen some improvement with her, her control. So that's huge. Wow. Way to go. Not only implementing, but spreading the word. That's fantastic. Well, that's exciting. Um, you know, I was curious, like, obviously, we've, we've talked about this, but I don't think we talked about it yet on this call. How are things now that blood sugars are in that process of getting fixed? Like, start to now, I mean, we're like two, three weeks in, where were things when we started? And where are they now? So I, I think I told you when I started, uh, my time and range was averaging about 50%. Um, my A1C was eight, I believe at my last endo appointment in July. So a couple months ago, uh, yeah, a couple months ago. Um, and I've been as high as close to 10 and as low as I think 7.4, 7.5 is the lowest I've ever been. So my goal coming into this was to really figure out ways to one, uh, kind of, uh, make my blood sugar more consistent even through meals, um, and take out that roller coaster, which I felt like was also adding fatigue to my life. Um, but, uh, so as a 50% time in range, 8.0, uh, A1C in the last two weeks, I, I've averaged between 80 and 90% time in range. <laughs> um, and it, it really, I think for the most part is just, you know, having a plan to, plan a, a plan for my meal you know it's what am i eating what are the carbs and you know what are the the macronutrients uh and what impact will that have um and and most of the time for me 20 minutes or so is really benefiting um and i've seen like high carb meals even not spike my blood sugar whatsoever over you know from the time I eat to two to three hours afterwards, it's, it's just that steady stream wow. um, of time and range. And so um, it's, that's been a huge improvement for me. Um, I've, I've started to really focus on my time at the gym and if anything needs to change there, but ironically by taking care of the meals appropriately, I have not seen my blood sugars plummet at all when I'm working out now. So mm. Um, it, it's been a huge improvement for me. Getting to the the root cause, solving it there, it has far-reaching impacts. It sounds mm -hmm. like oh, that's yeah. amazing to hear. And I think you had mentioned this on one of our calls where your 14-day average, which isn't a full A1C, of course, but your 14-day average estimated A1C was already surpassing your initial goals within two yeah. weeks. Is that right? So my, yeah, I told you I wanted to get my A1C down into the sixes. I had never been there before. Mm -hmm. uh, and my 14 day is averaging. It's actually even went down uh, 0.1 since we last talked. And no so way. Like 0.3. Uh, and so I, I'm really excited and, and hope to maintain that so that, you know, I can get to the night. I think my next endo appointment's not till January. So a, a few months from now, but, um, 
you know, trying to get that 90 day average to, to be in the sixes as well. So wait, so what's the current estimated A1C? Uh, for over the 14 day period is 6.3. 6.3. Holy cow. And you've never been in the sixes before. I haven't. No way to go. See, this is implementation in action. You really just ran with it. I love that. Holy yeah. cow. I'm excited. <laughs> That's fantastic. And plenty of time for that to sit as an average A1C for your next appointment too. So you get to come in like a full point or point and a half lower. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for you. Okay. So A1C, time and range, those things are good. Do you feel like you had to be hyper restrictive to get those? No, I, I've, um, I think just from a weight management standpoint, I've been trying to to watch what I eat, but that doesn't mean cutting out carbs for me. Um, and so just trying to make sure I eat more of a balanced meal, having more protein with my meals um, and snacks. And so I, I don't feel like I've restricted what I'm eating at all in that time frame. just really managed how I respond to it or, you know, pre-treat it, I guess. That's awesome. Well, that's very exciting. I know that there's been a process and obviously we're two or three weeks in. We, we still have a, a lot to go <laughs> as far as learning and implementing and setting things up. So I'm super pumped because I know what's next. I know you don't, but it's going to get really good. Uh, so we've got fun things around the corner. But with what you have picked up over the last couple of weeks, do you have any golden nuggets that you think might be helpful for somebody who is watching this? Maybe it was in, in your shoes before. Uh, so I've really enjoyed the workbook um, and just writing things out. I, you know, it's something I've worked with my endo before on what my pump settings are, but I've actually never written out what I'm getting or, or what I'm dosing. And so just to be able to see that on paper and understand the different timeframes of the day, like I, I was going through my basils um, today uh, and, and then also writing some of my boluses down uh, as I, as I bolus for each meal. And I, um, you know, I, I think the other thing I was, I've been surprised at the amount of insulin reduction that I've seen because of being more steady and, and hmm. prepared for meals. I, I think I was trying to go back before this call and look, and I think I was using 70 units or more a day, um, previously. And now uh, it seems to be averaging 50 to 60. So just that I'm not filling my pump is full anymore because I'm trying to maintain the three day uh, site. Um, And so, you know, trying to to minimize what I put in my pump to make that scheduling, you know, there's always adaptability um, to uh, through your journey. And so just trying to, to understand the impacts and so that you can be adaptable like you need to be um, is, is one piece I think I've already taken away. I've always pride myself on being adaptable with work. And so it's, it's now interesting to apply it to, to something now uh, more in my, my personal life and, and just trying to be cognizant of what the needs are and how, you know, I can have control over them and being adaptable in that way. So uh, I, I'm excited for that. I, I think there's still a lot to learn. Um, and I, you know, as much of improvement as I've seen in the first couple of weeks, um, I'm, I'm excited for, for the weeks that come too. To use my favorite diabetes pun, I'm pumped. 
<laughs> no, it's it's super exciting seeing these things just unravel uh, and create this path forward for you. Now, you mentioned the workbook. I don't think the general public knows that that exists technically, but uh, maybe we'll mention something on, on towards the end of this where they can find one. But yeah, the workbook, that was a big step for me too. I like to see things out in front of you, just lay it out, you know, organized. So uh, that's huge. And I mean, just to circle back to what I said in the beginning, you've implemented very well. Um, you know, I can teach you all the tricks and strategies and formulas, but if you don't do anything with it, it doesn't matter, right? So obviously there was some newness that we taught you, but you took it and ran with it. Like you really implemented, you took action. So I just wanna say I'm proud of you for the work that you've done and what you've been able to accomplish with what we teach. That is impressive and I'm really excited for you. It's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, I, I think just in my 15 years of of having type one, you know, I you go to the endo every six months or, or whatever your cadence is. Uh, for me, it's every six months. I've had stints where I've, you know, seen the nutritionist or seen an educator to try to better understand how to count my carbs or, you know, to get support in that way. But 30 minutes here and there doesn't do much for you. And, and so I think just approaching it from this program in a way that makes sense and in, in the order that you do all the work in, and then you, you, you know, build up those skills week after week, um, at least in the couple of weeks that I've had so far, um, just seeing how one impacts the other, which may impact what's to come next week kind of thing. So um, just being able to, you know, kind of focus yourself and understand all the impacts uh, and strategies that you're teaching um, has been super helpful. Yeah. Love that. Well, and just out of curiosity, if there were somebody who maybe is on the fence about jumping into something like a program to learn new diabetes strategies, right? If they were in the same spot that you were at, what advice would you give them as encouragement? So, one, I obviously want to make sure that you're committed to um, to seeing improvement and and what it is you're you think you're missing, uh, and may, maybe you don't know what you're missing. Maybe, maybe that's the issue. But you know, for me, I felt like I knew what I was supposed to be doing. I needed the support and reassurance, whether that came from you as as a coach or the weekly calls and the community that we've built. Um, on the calls. And so I think one, just kind of having a vision for what you're wanting to see improved and seeing if this is the right group for you to to help get that done. Well, very cool. Um, I wanted to give you a chance just in case I missed anything. Was there anything you were hoping to either bring up or uh, parting words of wisdom that you want to leave everyone with before we wrap up today? Uh, I, I think I kind of recapped for you my three kind of nuggets or takeaways. I, I'm a person that really loves to snack and I don't uh, eat a lot of full meals throughout the day. Uh, maybe dinner be, dinner being the one uh, typically that, that we eat here at home. Um, but when it comes to breakfast and lunch, you know, I'm grabbing something here, grabbing something there, maybe skipping the meal altogether. Um, if I'm not hungry and, you know, as soon as I decide I'm going to skip it, then something stands out and oh, it looks good. I'll just grab that and maybe have it part of it for a snack later. Um, and it gets really hard to, you know, if you're not bolusing as you're 
you're, you're not, you have no plan in those instances. So it's hard to really plan out how you're going to treat what you're ingesting. And so I, I, that was something that really stood out for me in my first week of, wait a second, how am I going to figure out, you know, what I'm bolusing if I'm having four snacks that I didn't plan for, you know, in, in the morning or afternoon, um, just because they looked good. I, you know, didn't really want to eat this morning and then I got hungry in mid afternoon or mid morning kind of thing. And so that just the snackable boluses are, are hard to plan for. And so, um, I've, I've tried to do better about, uh, even if it's a small meal plan for breakfast or lunch, um, just getting something and being able to, to bolus for it in advance, really stepping into my number two of the power of the pre-bolus and, and really getting that done 15 to 20 minutes before you start to eat. Yeah. And then accurate carb counting, I think is just, and I, I've struggled with that. I've, you know, 15 years, I felt like I've known enough, but not been an expert in it. Um, and so I've had my own little strategies for what I'm, what I'm eating and how I'm going to bolus for it. But, you know, not always knowing, you know, if I'm, if I'm not making it, um, if those counts are correct. And so um, I, I, one thing I've done for, you know, weight management and work at the gym is really tried to find an app to, to monitor or to help me count everything and, and track everything. And so I re-downloaded my fitness pal, um, got a, a year, an annual subscription to that and have really utilized that to track my meals. So I can see what I'm eating and how it's impacting, you know, my weight and what I, my work at the gym, but also, I mean, those have pretty robust libraries of thing of uh, recipes and, and ways you can count your carbs. And if nothing else for me, it's really just served as that it's that I'm counting correctly or pretty close, you know? I love that you mentioned the power of the pre-bolus with step number two that you're sharing because yeah. it is so powerful, right? It's a game changer if you do it properly for your body and your needs. <laughs> Obviously, there's no cookie cutter approach with that. Uh, I wanted to thank you for taking time out to share your story and uh, I mean, inspire, but also share pieces of what's working for you, you know, in hopes that it is inspiring or uh, maybe even helpful to show people that it is possible. So appreciate you taking time out to share your story today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, and I know I mentioned earlier, or actually you mentioned technically the workbook, which technically isn't available anywhere else. It's just for our clients, but uh, I know some people are probably curious about that process. So if anybody, well, if you want a workbook, you have to be a client, but if you want to see if we can help, you can go watch a free training at diabetesinaction.com. See if you like the formulas and stuff that we teach and uh, maybe you'll be uh, on a call with Chris someday with us <laughs> and learning more about diabetes. But thank you so much, Chris, for, uh, I mean, taking action, implementing, being the example that shows people this is possible, getting into 80s and 90% time range. That is amazing. Uh, and again, thank you for your time today. Uh, been a blast chatting with you. I'm pumped for the next steps that we've got ahead to get everything really dialed in. And uh, everybody else, thank you for watching and hanging out with us. Be sure to go check out the training and keep up the fight.